Hey everyone, so instead of an intro, we just want to give uh, you guys a, a trigger warning about this episode. There is a lot of things that go on. If you've suffered from um, trauma, if trauma upsets you, gives you anxiety, puts you in a bad place, this may not be the episode for you. We're going to talk about sexual abuse, like honestly everything that you could imagine. So listen to this episode with caution. Um, I wouldn't suggest listening around children as well. Um, And enjoy the show. What's up, babies, and welcome to another fun-filled. Uh, I don't know if I should call it fun-filled because of what yeah, we're, we're talking not going about. To Sesame Place. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. What if I have stalkers that follow me there? Well, that's fine. <laughs> I I have stalkers all the time. Oh, you're gonna hate me. I'm gonna say this on the top of the show because I changed my um my uh instagram i saw that and yeah. I, I meant to text you i yeah, was gonna I'm say like, don't gonna... do that yeah no i i'm tired of going i just i feel like i need a last name that sounds like a last name and did you still have an underscore somewhere in there because i, don't I have said. no choice everyone takes this like everyone's taking what i need why don't you make it trip d that's that's annoying I wanted it to be so it was a social media name change. I remember, <laughs> I remember when mine was changed. Like I went from like Neezy One mm-hmm. when we started. What about your friends to Charnel B because I wanted to be found on all like the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, guys, this is what did you do? Um, <laughs> this and is how I we started. Charnel. And I'm D. I'm also losing my voice, which is perfect, right? Uh, I'm this also is... late. Yeah, <sighs> we. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely a wee situation. So shut up, Candace. We're not. <laughs> I know, right? The only one that's going to bother us is Candace. When we're like, what did you Tuesday? She was like, okay, whatever. See you Thursday. I'm well, like, you're nice. right. I was like, I was, I was talking to you off my I was like, she's not wrong. Listen, listen. She's if she wrong. would like to do my homework so I can record, I'm straight. Yeah. One thing I love about this show is that we are living. You, well, one thing I like about the show is that you guys and us, we are all literally doing life just like everybody else at the same right. time, there's there's no glamour no, to what definitely. did you do? I am not a comedian, but I, it, but it's funny to me because like we we were literally just students, like you're hard regular, workers, regular, regular people, poor, like <laughs> poverty. I am definitely uh, what's her face, uh, Cardi B. Prior to becoming famous on Instagram, like naked, that's who I am. That's my aesthetic. I did not know that's my my aesthetic is not anywhere near me. <laughs> I'm just I don't know. I just I am that but that basic. is the point is that we are just re- this is like our this is our passion project, our our labor of love, yeah, our this baby is our extra. It's just fun, and yeah, it's, it's this is where I go to feel better about the fact that all I do is read and write. For hours on end Definitely. at work and at home. Definitely. And then continue to do it. But I do it for this because it's But I was going to say, it's still labor love. So, but no. So, thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you for waiting. Thank, <sighs> thank you for you patience. For um, life life comes at you fast. But we yeah. have a little bit of a break. And for sure, this t- like, you'll get another episode next week. We right, because we're it. both not in school. Right, we have yeah, a little vacation. bit of a break. And t- for, for a little bit. <laughs> it is a little bit. You are the one who's like, it's long. I'm like, no, it's not. It's, no, it's going, it's going to feel like a month. No, it's not okay. Uh, but we have some housekeeping. Housekeeping. And I I love it when we have actual housekeeping. And it's not like, go like our stuff. 
Go follow us. Yeah. I like just saying. We've got new patrons. No. Shout out to Stacey Lang uh, and Lindsay Paris. And Lindsay. Very pretty names. Very fun names. Yes. Um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for supporting us in the way that you did. Mm -hmm. Um, If you guys, if if you are a patron and you didn't get a sticker, because I was counting the stickers the other day, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I feel like I missed someone. Mm -hmm. Like, I count, like, I always, you know, me, logistics. So I go down. I was like, I have two stickers too many. If you do not have a sticker and you are a patron, if you are, what do we call it? Are you? That's not D's house. What is it? Uh, yeah. Dean Crow fan club. Which one is that? Doesn't the, matter. The last one. Yeah. If you're if the five dollar level and you mm-hmm. haven't gotten a sticker and a bracelet because I was giving them away like candy. I was gonna say uh, I still have bracelets as well from Crow right. So if you guys if you guys haven't gotten that, please tell me because like I've got low key dad brain. But I've also got like work and school brain. I'm I'm damn right losing my mind, so I'm not, of no help. Like I'm really like mental breakdown. Mariah Carey TRL classic uh, moment. Is that when she bought the ice cream out? I don't know. All I remember, I was I was watching it as it was happening. I was like, woof. See, I don't remember that at all because I'm, I'm not a Mariah fan like that. But <laughs> anyway, guys, we are back, and you already know who we're back with. It's part two part of. Two. Albert Fish. If you didn't hear it at the top of the show, disclaimer for everything that you could possibly imagine. So just listener discretion. He was a horrible person, a horrible man who did awful things, abuse, uh, rape, cannibalism. What else? My. He's just terrible. This is just everything. And Self-mutilation. Shout out to who's Catherine, well. who was so concerned about my mental health last time. Like, is Chanel going to make it? Like, I made it. <laughs> well, you know, I kept laughing that episode because and like people don't understand why I laugh. I think most of my laughing has to do with your facial expressions. Anytime you're laughing at me when you do this show is because you're enjoying the fact that I'm struggling at something. It's like Charnel's usually because on top do, of something. Because you do that to me. But you know, in general, any faces you make like throw me off. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I yeah, I, re- I, re- I think about like the times that I laugh and I listen to the episode. And I'm like, no, you guys, I'm not laughing at like victims. I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at sure now. Yeah, I. You're a very expressive person and you know this. Yeah, if you guys ever saw me in person, you would know that it, one thing I cannot do is hide my not at all. facial expressions. <laughs> so like, last last episode, I was done with you. You were struggling. I, look, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So back to Albert Fish, who clearly struggling, but what functioning poorly at the same time. Yeah. What do we call? It? I think we there was another person we we did. We call it highly dis highly dysfunctioning or something. I can't remember what episode that was. Um, this is Albert Fish all the way, and so we we moved on. And Albert's behaviors are ramping up some serious we talked about it last episode that this man was purposely targeting the least of us and that's the mentally ill the developmentally delayed there's a whole bunch of words that mean different things that we can encompass it on the you know african-americans because we obviously knew that he he thought people wouldn't come looking for them so this he starts doing so at this point we have at, at the end of the day we have three confirmed kills for Albert Fish. Right. But we, quote-unquote, know via confessions that we'll talk about later on mm-hmm. um, that this man has clearly killed more people. Right. And, you know, it's funny at this part, at this point of the story, people start talking about how he really went deep into his psychosis. 
Like he went mm-hmm. deep in it, and I was like, "So what was he before?" Because I feel like he was deep in it before, but people are like, "This is when he went deep." Yeah, and so what happened? I think what a lot of time what happens is when you're left to your own devices. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's usually uh, I don't want to say his wife was checking him, but there's a there is a point where you're constantly having to come back around, right? right. Where you have to answer to someone. And now when he's the the authority figure in the home and he can do what he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's why his kids are playing these screwed up games. Because dad is saying so. And so like he can disappear when he needs to and do what he wants. There's no one who he's held accountable to at this point. So I think mm-hmm. it's easier to fall deeper and keep giving yourself these little permissions and allowances. And for him, he was doing just that. And well, there's so many... what. No, go ahead. Okay, I was like, and there's so many aspects coming. We're going to talk about it at some point, too. But God and Bible stories were starting. I was going to go into it, like, now. Yeah. So the psychosis we we talk about is him uh, apparently doing things because God had told him to. Um, He was using Bible verses of some of the things he did. He ended up naked a lot of places. And his kids had to be witness to all this. They <laughs> And they were so used to his behaviors. Like, you know, I think one of his sons were playing outside and dad just shows up butt naked. And he kind of just shrugs it off his shoulder. Um, and then I think his daughter also uh, caught him in the basement, rolled up in a, a rug right. naked. Um, and she said, you know, why are you doing this? And he's like, because God told me to. So we also talk about like what happens. Like this is thing. I thank God that these kids. I mean, a lot of behavior was normalized. But thank God these kids had the wherewithal to question. Like, ah, uh, what's happening? Because <laughs> but still, right after the question, they let it go. Like, well, that you is have just... no choice. It's dead. Like, and also this is back in the day where you don't feel like you could just you don't call somebody, Auntie Brenda. Um, you know, you just like. <laughs> Can you come pick us up? It was never that. Like you right. are kind of stuck in the nineteen like tens and twenties. Like right. that's your parent. And when a lot of times, like we talk about it, and I, it's poor wording, but when people know you're kind of crazy, your family is that person. They're those people who right. know you're type of crazy. They're your type of crazy. Right. And maybe just because they've normalized it, so it's only when you step outside of that right. that people are like, something's not right. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> call I mean, somebody. Like you, you know? said, the person that could have done that was his wife, and right. and kept, she bounced, and she was like, and that's probably deuces. why she bounced. And right. Said, which again, we could talk about how terrible she was for leaving them. Kids All them with kids her. and starting over. But I mean, as we talked about last episode, this is also the time that he started putting uh, needles in his grundle. Um, and it, it, it just escalated. There's got to be like a medical word for that space. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? The, uh, the like grundle? for that, yeah, the grundle is like a slang term. I, don't, I, I never know. googled it. I don't know I don't what it is either. But I mean, that he would talk about it like during dinner, like when his eldest right. daughter came with the children. He was like wincing and you know squirming, and they're like, "What's wrong?" And he just downright explained that he just added three more needles to that back in the day where surgery was difficult. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so he, he was there. This he was just he being was. motivated by like his psychosis was there, being motivated by God. Uh, we see the conflation of religion and mental illness a lot in cases like this. Sometimes, mm-hmm. a lot. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, you see it a lot. Um, and this is where people are used. And we know that where that births from. It's him being beaten and being forced to hear and recite Bible verses. While he was being beaten. While he was being beaten. Like, I remember one of the things I had to unpack as, as a growing adult was when I was punished as a kid, I was forced to write Bible verses that were, yeah, that's why people were like, how do you know so many verses of the Bible? Because I was a terrible kid. <laughs> I had to write Bible verses that reference what I did wrong. 
So if I was caught lying, I had to write Bible verses over and over again until I was told to stop. Not until I hit it 400 times until I was told to stop. And so it's like, I acted out a lot because I was sad a lot. But Were you one of those kids, like my mom used to make me write, but not Bible verses. I would write the one letter all the way down the page. Like I was one of those. No, people think that's more efficient, but I I was also really good at cursive. So it was just one swoop every time. Like one, (laughs) it felt like one. Um, but no, so even in that, like, that's something, and I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> um, dysfunctional in this way, right. but I still had to unlearn that, that right. religion isn't, shouldn't be a punishment. Mm-hmm. And for him, he was using the Bible story of Abraham and Isaac, Isaac a lot. Yeah. If you guys don't a know lot. Abraham and Isaac, Abraham was a very faithful servant of the Christian God. I feel like I have to specify, even though I feel like you guys know this, right. um, And one day God tells Abraham that he needs to go up on a mountain and sacrifice Isaac to him to prove his faithfulness. And Abraham says, I, and (laughs) brings Isaac up on the mountain. And Isaac is like, okay, dad, what's the knife for? I don't see, I I see an altar. I see your knife, but I don't see no sheep. And the story ends up being that this is what Albert was missing. The, the part of the story that's left is that God sees uh, Abraham's faithfulness and he says, hey, look, there's a ram in the bush. Sacrifice that instead. Maybe he never and heard that part, but he never got that far. He also didn't hear the part where there was nothing about mutilation. That wasn't a thing. Um, so he right. added a few couple parts to it as well. Well, if you sacrificed animals, a lot of times like, you, would, you wouldn't just like slice their throat like you see on TV. You would... Like dismember it sometimes and like put certain pieces on it, like sometimes. certain. But like he he took it to heart, right? So, all right. So are we gonna start talking about um, all his little? Yeah. So he started creeping and being even more sketched the, than yeah, what he I was. Mean... Like it's bad. <laughs> I, it's it's so funny that people would catch him and the times that people caught him and it was like shoo, like he was like creep. He was literally creeping around oh, and it was like yeah, like get out of here. So, let's start with Beatrice Keel. Um, so it was July 11, 1924. Um, there was an eight-year-old playing al- alone in his uh, parents' farm, just playing, you know, probably an only kid. So he offered her money to go looking for rhubarbs. Um, She's disgusting. <laughs> she was about to fall for it. I mean, this is the 1920s. There's no, like advertisements on the radio talking about don't go with strangers stranger danger yeah and mom sees him and he shoes mom the, <laughs> he shoes she, she, he, she goes shoe and shoes mr fish away but he comes back and falls asleep in the barn right and he's found by <laughs> her father. father this time <laughs> so like he was he came back like and it's my assumption to finish what he started. Right. Yeah, like he would case, and that's what the thing with um, Albert. He would case places in preparation for you know getting these children. It wasn't just like he saw somebody grabbed and go. And I think that's why he was able to get away with so much that he did. Um, you know, like we said, there was three con- like three murders we know about, but there are a lot that he confessed to, and that more that they suspected happened. And that's because he was able to case the place and this is something that he learned as a painter as well going into people's houses and casing the situation before he acted so this is the kind of person he was like he was still coming back for beatrice and doing stuff <laughs> terrible right so i wish i had a voice because <laughs> if i did it was like, yeah absolutely so he was hard up on trying to 
capture these little people. And so at the same time, what we have to remember is while he's showing up places naked, while he's wrapping himself up in carpets and pretending he's whatever the number seven is at Taco Bell, like when he's doing all these things, like, because really, what are you doing? I can't stand you. So when he's doing all these things, like, he is also still at the same time steadily molesting and abusing little children, specifically little boys. And so we come to the point where his name I'm going to butcher because I Googled it and and Google didn't tell me how to write. write. I definitely type in how to pronounce all the time. And so I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him Cyril. 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 Uh, Quinn. Yeah. And it was a boy who, who Albert had been groomed, had groomed, and was currently constantly abusing. Um, and so he was out with a friend playing, uh, and Albert had lured him in with the promise of lunch. If you want to know, Quinn, this little boy was also poor. Right. This is not lost on anybody. Right. So food is a strong motivator for most kids, but if you're a poor kid. You know, you know you're not eating lunch that day. Right. Food is going to do it. And so he promised them sandwiches. And while they're waiting, mm-hmm. you know, kids will roughhouse. Yes. And they were on his, they were on his bed. And yeah. at some point, things got too wild the that they had moved the mattress and discovered all of Albert's playthings. And that's right. his, his whips and his knife and his hands. Mm. So, fun fact, or I should say not so fun fact, he used a, a plethora of toys to torture and uh, molest these boys. So, you know, like he said, there's like butcher knives, I believe. And like, um, did he have the cat and nine tails? Uh, I don't know if that was under his matches, but I know he had a, a hand saw. I thought he had a cat and nine tails with he had, he always nails had. in it or something. Or yeah, he panel. has one, yeah. but I don't think that was specifically under his mattress. I mean, it's part of his... Yeah, I mean, we know he's got it. But the kids, fever. upon seeing these uh, mm-hmm. these instruments, were obviously of torture. And you know Aubrey doesn't like clean them or anything. Very clear. I'm sure it had like blood on them. Probably. Um, bounced. And so, once again, he fails to capture... And like hold and torture another young boy or a young person because he was going to take Beatrice at some point. So it only gets worse. Like you said, he doesn't he doesn't stop because why would you pick a case where they stop? Yeah. Are you coming at me about the case that I picked? Yeah, you know what? At least what we what I try to do is be able to lead you in with storytelling and like build a picture and then break your heart and then pick you up. There's no part of this where you get picked up. At least you know you could be consistently feeling one type of way instead of going through all emotions and devastating you. Like, pick me up, throw me down. Like, that's better than... The roller coaster is worse than the constant... No, just pick gross. you up, drop you, pick you up. That's There's no roller coaster. Listen, it's just, it is it's a, a roller coaster because roller coaster... There's a drop and then there's you go back up. There's a difference between up, down, up, then down down hell like there is (laughs) like there's a you know it's just that's a roller i disagree with your reasoning that's like the scream and i knew you were gonna come with some bs to try to make it like oh i'm better i don't say i was better but i'm glad you think so there is (laughs) you said it all your cases are like the worst terrible (laughs) um but also he continues here and so this time albert actually gets it done um, July 14th of 1924, yep. uh, Francis McDonald is go, is, is go, I can't talk today. It's okay. I really can't talk today. It's either my voice, it's the stress or relief, um, of, of having no school anymore. Um, but July 14th, 
1924, Francis McDonald, a nine-year-old, is reported missing by his parents. And he was out playing with his friends in a neighborhood like all kids should be allowed to freely and safely do on Staten Island. And they put out a search, as you do, and they Mm -hmm. found his body hanging by a tree Mm -hmm. in the woods by his house. Do you want to talk about the condition of his body? No choice. I I could talk about it if you want. uh, You know, what do you? So um, he had had extreme lacerations throughout his body, um, entirely stripped of his flesh as well. His hamstring was uh, entirely detached from his body. Um, We all know who um, did it at this point. Um, And during his confessions of this, he clearly he mutilated mutilated this boy's um, body. You see how I stumble over these parts. Um, But he wanted to do it. (laughs) Fish also had intended to castrate um, this boy. So he completely mutilated this body beyond recognition. But um, since we all know who did it already, clearly Fish. And he he confesses to this later. This is not um, a murder that we knew about early on. It's after his capture. But during his um, capture and confession of this murder, he said he was going to castrate him. But somebody came along and he did not. The problem with people like Albert Fish is, it's like when you think about the Joker in The Dark Knight, like some men just want to watch the world burn. Like Albert Fish was just so caught up in what his own reality was and what he was doing mm-hmm. that he didn't think the world was burning. I feel like he think, really thinks he was doing like good for him. Right. And so. And we're talking about the condition of his voice during the um confessions right like, i mean he's saying like a freaking canary like as soon as mm-hmm. he was like no no fine and like wrote letter after letter and he had a bad habit of writing letters yes. and also gone. but dear diary right so he was just sharing so much information which obviously helped tie him to so many other cases but we'll get into that it's also. just like i have this love hate relationship with people who do that because you're not gonna get I mean, I feel like the best version of the story you get is from the person themselves. Um, It shows you their mindset. But at the same time, his letters, the way he told everybody and told people, it's like, yikes. See, because the thing is, when when you're thinking about insanity defenses and all these other things, we talk about it. It boils down to, did you have enough time to not do it, to rethink and reconsider? Mm -hmm. And did you know what you're doing was wrong? Those are, it's, it's a very basest way to think about it, but that's a, those are two like kind of clear cut things they're trying to prove. Then if you didn't know they were, you know, then it's like, okay, so then maybe. But for him, like in the detail and the intention, it just like you, if you knew that what you were doing is wrong, hence why you were hiding it and why right. you were sneaking. And right. like, cause if you didn't feel like what you're doing is wrong, you'd be snatching kids up in broad daylight. True. Um, and so, uh, when McDonald's uh, buddies were being questioned by police, uh, and this is how we start seeing him get like the gray, the gray man nickname, is that they said they saw an old man with a gray mustache, and then they said they also saw him uh, with a with a guy who looked just like that uh, in the woods. And so now his mama says, "Oh yeah, I saw a man just like the other day." And like Dee mentioned earlier, this. Albert wasn't just happenstancing, like happening upon these kids. He was, in fact, casing uh, these kids and like stalking these kids and like intentionally picking one. He wasn't just saying, well, not this one today. He 
would spend time, you know, days right. looking at these kids, following them around. So it was, um, uh, he, he committed, unfortunately. Right. He acted again on February 11th, 1927, um, when Billy and his 12-year-old brother were playing in a Brooklyn hallway. Um, Billy so who? Billy Gaffin, Gaffney, Gaff, Gaffney. Mm-hmm. And, Billy, and what other Billy? Huh? And Billy Beaton. Yeah, and Billy Beaton. <laughs> Let me tell you how the two Billys confused the... the the mess out of me like it's too much like it's like okay but anyways so um this is another where the another nickname came up um so the two boys are playing both um of the boys disappeared beaten was later found on the roof of the apartment and they asked um what happened and um beaten said the boogeyman took him so this is Gaffney. Gaffney. Billy Gaffney. I'm so bad with his last name. Um, Gaffney's body was never recovered um, at this point. Uh, and they, I think at the time, they did not think it was Fish. Well, no. So one of the things uh, about Albert Fish is Albert Fish was a ghost, literally. Yeah. Like, he was just an old man, like, kind of around. People noticed him. But when you see skinny old men, graying men in the 1920s, I mean, I feel like they are they're not few and far between. But what was happening at the time was that Peter Kuzanowski, whose name I struggled with, I practiced that, um, was also active. And they thought that he was, in fact, the person uh, who was responsible for the, ki- the, the boys' uh, kidnapping and murder. Um, and then also uh, what kind of led them to the idea of that it could possibly be Albert was that a trolleyman... Uh, in Brooklyn, saw a picture of Albert and saw him and said, hey, this is the guy. And I saw him with this little boy on the trolley. And the boys obviously did not know this guy was crying, said he wanted his mom, wanted to go home. And so this is this is when they started like kind of piecing together that it could be Albert, but also at the same time, eh, you know. So... Maybe after having so many plans, quote unquote, be ruined right. by bystanders, passerbys. People passer popping buys, up, parents. What Albert actually starts to do is to peruse newspaper listings. I mean, he was familiar to the newspapers anyways. Right. And it was back before the days of Monster and Indeed when young men or young women were looking for jobs, you would post them in what we would think of as a classified section of a newspaper. You would say, I am this young or this old and I have these skills or I'm strong and able-bodied and I'm looking to do physical labor and you would try to talk about your good points. So I'm, I'm a self-starter and all this stuff. Um, and so he was looking for, uh, another Isaac, essentially. Right. And it was a lot easier to have people expecting you. Right. To show up and instead of having to hope that parents don't show up or have people come to you. And, and this, uh, this young this man. Yeah. This, led him to a certain young man. Yeah. A certain young man. Like the rest of them was looking for a job. Um, Edward Budd. He was 18. Um, he was wishing for a position in the country, he said, and he put out his address. Um, so employers knew how to contact him. Was this a time of phone calls? Like, did they have phones? 
Yeah, well, maybe like higher class people. Well, that's the, that's the thing when when technology shows up. What a lot of because I'm like your address. Yeah, because I was were like, a thing <laughs> back in the day. Like like now, snail mail is very much a real thing at this point. But telegrams were more of a a direct message. If I found ones a drop. Telegrams are drop like what do you call them? You know something in the DMs, like sliding your DMs. Go down and like that's what a telegram would be. So a lot of people are sending those because they would be directly sent to the address listed. Right. And so yeah, he did put himself his address on there, saying, "Hey, I'm Edward Bud. I'm looking to do this. I'm looking to uh, earn some money, learn right. some skills." Right. And on the next Monday, mm-hmm. May twenty eighth, a man identifying himself as Frank Howard. A farmer from Long Island wanted to interview Edward about a farmhand position Ed, on his farm. Edward was so excited. I mean, imagine finally getting a response for a job. Someone named Frank contacts you. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. But we all listening under the sound of my voice know good and well that this was not right. Frank Howard. No. This is this is sketchy, gray man, boogeyman, werewolf of hysteria, Albert Fish. Searching out, searching out a new victim. And he lied. He lied about everything. He went and he built, he painted this whole picture right. about how he had earned all this money being a farmer and as an interior, uh, interior designer. Um, that's where he was sorry and retired to a farm and he had six children. He raised all by himself, which not a that's lie. That's the one that's true. Not a lie. Since his wife abandoned him over a decade ago. Hey, not a lie. You know what's funny? I I often um like to see how like what criminal people or you know whatever people who commit murder serial killers uh what they choose to lie about and what they don't. Especially when we have the bigger cases. Like there's a tendency of like a Dean Coral. They fabricate some stuff, but some stuff they they tell the truth about and it's always been fascinating of what they choose to be truthful about i think this is an instance of the secrets making you sick um he's already sick but i think this is a sign of something that albert has not let let go of yet the fact that he's putting it in the lives in a world where nothing for him has to be real right he decides to be real i feel like the only reason why he chose to disclose this part that's true about him, though. It's because it's the only part of pride that he had in himself. That's my understanding. I think he was proud of. Yeah, he, I mean, he definitely loved them. Oh well, in his own in his own up way, right? Like he didn't harm them. I mean, it's easy to find your own Isaac. You could just look at your kids, but he didn't choose to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the story. I, like you could have done. I know, that. I know. But I was like, eh. so I feel like I it's love a that source. the standard we use. Well, he didn't hurt them. Like that's how you know. <laughs> We are talking about serial killers. I know, but I was just like, that's the standard. Right. I mean, like, there's there's hundreds of theories. If you go on Reddit and look up Albert Fish, there's tons of people talking about why he didn't um, harm his kids. I was reading down this thread mm-hmm. about, like, why was he telling the truth? And then people were like, well, he wasn't telling the truth because he was secretly this. I'm like, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, Reddit I feel like a- he was, like, a little bit proud of, like, his children. I think that's the only source of reality that he accepted. I feel I, like I can, every I can get behind it. Right. I feel like everything else he had to fabricate because there was nothing great about his life. It's there also was nothing. easier to remember a lie if a lot of it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's a simple abridge, yeah. And so he talks about this whole life he's he's built and he's got all these chickens and he's got cows and he's got 
farmhands, but one of his farmhands is moving. He's moving on to a different farm, whatever, and he needs someone else. I feel and like this so, is too much disclosure, too. You know when somebody's lying. Well, then you start giving way too many details. Information, yeah. It's like when people ask you for money. And they're like, hey, this happened, this happened, like, just ask for the $20 so I can say no. Like, you know, like, they're trying to either put on. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a point in time, where, again, what we don't talk about is that the Bud family was not wealthy. Not at all. They weren't. So when somebody who says that they own all this land, has earned all this money, shows up looking to hire your son, you're excited about it. And so was uh, uh, Mr. Bud. Yeah, Who Mr. was excited Bud, that right. somebody wanted to hire um hire a son mm-hmm. you know so there is there's so many aspects of this so right. many levels um <clears throat> excuse me and so he was like yeah you know you look like you're strong and capable and he offered him 15 dollars a week and this is the one episode this is one episode where i did not see what 15 dollars a week was in 1924 dollars shame i know shame i know but i feel like 15 dollars is a lot of money you can look it up right know. now absolutely <laughs> you take the wheel uh, Not Jesus. <laughs> so having that, he set up a date to meet with um Edward, but he didn't show up. He a hundred dollars a week. There it is. So yeah, he was supposed to meet him on June second, that Saturday, and he doesn't show up and sends a telegram that he's gonna uh, telegraph, oof, um, apologizing to the family and set it up for a later date. Um, so yeah. That. Yeah, it's trash because like I don't know. They don't. No one knows why he missed the date. Could that? It could be he. He could have been doing something with he, another kid. Yeah, he could have. He could have forgot because he was too busy, you know, being Satan. <laughs> um, but he said he would show up in the morning, and so the next morning on the third, mm-hmm. Frank Howard, Red Al- Albert Fish, shows up at the Bud's place with strawberries and pot cheese, which ugh. <laughs> All right. I mean, 1920s yummeries, yummeries. Right, know. and he was like, "The," and he lied, saying these came directly from my farm. These are, these are the, the finest of dairy products. First of all, I hate pot cheese, but guys, is basically cottage cheese. It's disgusting. All right, it's like gross, grumble. It's gross. I disagree. And so anyone who shows up with strawberries, I know old people eat like cottage cheese Why and strawberries. Why are you, I'm not. You constantly make jokes about me. I ain't even on I you on the love, casino, but yet you set up eating I cottage love, cheese and fruit. So it's a great so diet food to oh, eat. Sure, no, yeah. Insides. Well, <laughs> that's what you need to talk about. Listen. Um, but yeah, so he shows up with these lies about where they come from, trying to impress the buds once again. Um, I just don't feel like cottage cheese would be something I would show up to a person's house with, but I'm just saying. Anyway, but it's what you can, what you do. I don't know. <laughs> um, but Edward's mom persuades uh, Frank to stay and hang around for lunch, in which he does oblige. Um, he's like, and he, his dad is there, ready to meet, like excited, like, oh, my boy is going to work. This is amazing. Right. And what happens here is that walking in in her Sunday best. Mm-hmm. Is beautiful little Grace Bud. Grace Bud. And um, now, mind you, he had all intentions of taking Edward right. and doing whatever he planned to do to Edward. But upon right seeing that. Grace, his focus has now shifted. It's interesting, too, how he switched from young men and young women. Um, it, it, I just found it interesting. Like, the majority was young men. But right. every now and then, it's like I like. There's a there's, girl like in there. Yeah. Somewhere. Well, when, as far as point, mo's, I'm like. Oh. Right, like at some point, I feel like 
we talk about once you ramp up, a victim becomes a victim. Right. You see it start to happen uh, with a lot of with killers who have a preferred quote unquote type. And towards the end, it gets messier. They just, whoever's available. Well, I mean, I mean, there was also Beatrice too. It just doesn't well, go yeah, with his right. reasoning and his purpose and what he's looking for as far as an Isaac, a boy. Well, let me just, Isaac. But I don't, I don't think that, I don't think his Isaac had to be specifically male. I, I think it, I think it was just the framework of the story. And I, and you can, a lot of people, we could, I'm not gonna drag anybody, but, a lot of people spend Bible verses to mean what oh, they needed to. Oh, so <laughs> that's what he does. And so upon seeing Grace, um, he now has a new target. And so he says he's gotta go. Right. The way that this story came out of is like the the plans changed and this the story is new. Right. The plan changed immediately. Yeah, I, the lie that came out of his mouth. The, oh, I forgot that I my sister's throwing a birthday party for one of her children. Uh, I have to go to a birthday party. I would love if Grace, I'm sorry, Gracie, we've been calling her Grace, comes along with me to my my niece's birthday party. He ensures them, like, I've got her. You don't have to be concerned. And maybe because they realize there's going to be an influx of cash, $100 a week in, 19, in the 1920s is a fair amount of money. You know, so they're like, oh, well, maybe if we just do this nice thing, there's a general uh, trust well, for we all intents and purposes, too, and this is what you find a lot with Albert, his outward appearance didn't scare people as much. Yeah, it comes off as, as kindly. He, yeah, people thought he was an old grandfather. So whatever was going on inside, like, on the on the outside was, uh, uh, you know, a kindly old man. On the inside was a lot. Um, yeah. So they trusted him. They trusted him. Um, he seemed like a well-off, well-to-do, money, like you said, and the fact that he was an older gentleman, they thought his daughter was safe. So And he's also... He's also an oversharer. Right. And like you saw, when you tell lies, like the details. The details, are, yeah. And so, doing her due diligence, mom asks for an address, and he spits one out. Right. Spits out a boarding house on Columbia's and 137th Street. So, give us some, this is where we are going to be. If for any chance something happens, this is where you could find where I'm going to be. Right. And so, Gracie grabs her coat and is allowed to go with Frank Howard. Mm-hmm. And once they walk out of the door and head down the street, the buds will never or would never see Gracie again. And when they had no sign of Gracie and there was no sign of Frank Howard, they went to the police. Right. More specifically, Edward went down to report his sister's disappearance. Mm -hmm. And once again, no one thought it was going to be Albert. the last person your daughter I don't know why that aggravated me so much because they started accusing other people I don't know why that aggravated me so much because the last person she was with was Albert but they don't know that they know him as Frank Howard and so they know what he looked like well they know what he looks like and so this is where it starts to be like there again there are inklings I was like looking through reddit um I don't know what where I read it at I don't know why I didn't go on Reddit for this. This was well. Reddit is one of those places I always go. I have I finally downloaded the app on my phone like four months ago because of this podcast. My husband loves Um, Reddit. I can't. I think was it Thought Co. Yeah, that was one of them I read. Or was it like was one of these places? If I if you guys know what I'm talking about, it was saying that there were inklings that it was Albert. Like description that was given is that she left with a man who looked like this, and police were like. 
we've had complaints about a man that looked like this. But I think a part of the issue is that it's looking for a skinny old white man in New York City. <laughs> Too many. There's a lot of graying older. Like, you know, and so it's right. like, what are you going to do? Right. Um, so the search for Gracie would continue and turn up no new leads, no new information. Uh, but while the buds were grieving and constantly searching for their lost loved one, and Howard, and what? And, uh, Frankie, sorry, Frank Howard. And Frank Howard. Albert was continuing to live a life. Right. Wasn't he? He he sure did. He got remarried on February 6th, 1930. Um, again, this is while the investigation was happening. Um, he got married to Estelle Wilcox. Um, but that only lasted a week. Um, because Estelle wasn't about the shits and she realized what kind of man Albert was and, you know, she left. So bored, um, he goes back to one of his old hobbies, which was to write obscene letters to women. He used to do this when he was younger as well. Um, so, you know, the women who would advertise, this time it was hitting up, um, advertisements for maids, um, before he used to write letters to women looking for, um, partners, he was, you know, hitting up the women and writing obscene letters to them. Um, and the police tracked down these letters and arrested him um, in 1931. And he was sent to Bellevue uh, Psychiatric Hospital for observation. Because, I mean, why is this man sending letters to... Uh, obscene, gross... Disgusting. Like, disgusting yeah. letters. Mm-hmm. And he would later t- like tell the details of these letters. He's... Like, he's depraved, and I think that's the word. I don't really use that word to describe most people, but him, Dean Coral, uh, Luca Magnata, like, people who are really getting the rocks off. I think he's worse than Dean Coral. I would say yes. Um, Um, I think, I mean, they both have special places in hell, but (laughs) I I do think that... I see a functionality in Dean Coral that I don't think Albert ever had. Like, he, he he held a job, even though it was his mom's factory yeah i like there's there are things about dean coral that i that i find fascinating because mm-hmm. most people in his position would not be able to like with albert fish this this behavior literally kept him from being able to function personally and right. it bled over to the point where his his life his family life was being affected where they were involved in the same games and right. so he it was inco- it was all encompassing but dean was compartmentalized right go to work and be weird and cry yeah but would come out and you know do whatever he was doing in the chocolate factory but this guy this, he, he just could there was no functioning i mean every second of every minute of albert's life was dysfunction it was needles and self injury and it was just, there was not a moment of functionality in his life no i don't even know like i i still don't understand what the consideration of normal or charming is in that time because he got married a couple of times yeah it's not difficult to, but it's also not difficult to get married at a there was a there was a time where women weren't meant to work or provide for themselves so if you're looking for someone who portrays themselves as someone who could provide for you, my brain my brain goes right back to Hamilton because I'm that guy. Um, nonstop is a great song. Uh, but so women were looking for men who had jobs and means or places where they could live and then, you know, be But he was in leads. boarding houses. Yeah. You know, people lie. And that could also <laughs> be the reason why it only lasted a week. 
for yeah, Estelle, that, yeah. You know, for Estelle. But the other one that was married for him for 40 years, I mean... I mean, hey... She yeah. had to be doing her own thing on the side. Well, pff, that's not here nor there. That's another episode. Right? <laughs> uh, but what happens is that November 11th, 1934, Albert falls into his old habits again, and a letter arrives at the Bud home. And Delia Bud, the mama, mm-hmm. uh, was, I think, I want to say, a lot of things saying that she couldn't read. She, she was couldn't illiterate. read, it was. Okay. Um, so Edward came and and delivered the words of the letter to his mom, and we have some of it here. I was going to say, you going to read it? Yeah, I got this. Um, it was written by Albert, um, and it says that on Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat on my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, she could go. What he goes on to detail in the letter is he brings her to a home. Um, this, uh, this house off, kind of off the road. And he allows her to go outside like, oh yeah, pick these flowers and when she comes inside, what he decides to do is go up the stairs and strip all of his clothes off. Uh, he didn't want to get blood on them. And when he went to the window, when he was all ready to go, calls for her and then hides. She comes into the room, sees that he's naked and begins to cry and try to grab, uh, try to grab, sorry, try to run away. He grabs her and says he would tell her mother. Now, this is a, I think this is a call back to the grooming aspect of things where mm-hmm. it's like, if I tell on you, you're going to be the one to get in trouble because you're not doing what an adult says. I mean, like for young the, kids, that's very real. Right. This is a predator. This is right. a typical standard issue predator speech. Um, I'm going to tell your parents they're going to be disappointed in you. They're going to be um, mad at you. They're going to be mad at you. Yep. This is predator speak. So he says that he first, uh, he stripped her naked and in his words, how did how she did kick, bite and scratch? I choked her to death, and then I cut her into small pieces so I could take uh, my meat back to my room, cook and eat it. How sweet and tender her little butt was! I don't want to talk about her in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, roasted in the oven, and it took me nine days to finish. And he said he makes it very clear that while he did kill her, he did not yeah. sexually assault her. Right, right, right. Um, but he says that he wished he could have. And so this is the mind of Albert Fish or Fish. Like, this is, like, all everything in these letters. And what we should do, we should post, like, the, like, some... You know I didn't even have that letter. I saw the letter, and I was like, nope, not, not one of these words are going to my notes. Right. <laughs> and so, the problem is that there were certain details... About this letter. They brought the letter to the police as one would. Mm-hmm. And so some parts of this, they're like, okay, we can, we can verify. Um, it was the case of the murder, obviously. Right. So where Albert screwed up mm. was that he used an envelope. Right. With an emblem on it that read NYPC. BA, mm-hmm. And that stood for the New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association. Mm-hmm. And what happened 
was that an employee had taken some envelopes from his job to his home, which we've all done. Right. I need these paper clips. No. I'm <laughs> uh, if you're listening, I don't do that. I'm very... Um, you, know what's, you know what's funny, <laughs> BT Dubs? I will buy my own supplies because I am particular about the supplies I use. I buy, like, the cute things on my desk. Like, if I have a certain color or something, mm. or, like, notepads with, like, that look like thought bubbles, like, I'll buy those things, but I will run upstairs to grab... Big blue and black pens. And Absolutely notepads. not. I have to have gel pens. Oh, gel pens. I'm one of those. And listen, I buy like all so my own supplies. I'm not stealing. <laughs> um, and so what happens is he took him back to a boarding home, and guess who else had been a tenant in that boarding home? The grayest man of them all. Right. So he says, I had left these behind in this boarding house when I moved out. And it was through this that they were able to track down Albert Fish. Mm-hmm. And he, because he's the next one to occupy the room right. that the employee of the NYPCBA had stayed in. Yep. Boom. Boom. And they that is the is where the police begin to uh, kind of uh, make their move on one such Albert Fish. I mean, that was a good capture. I mean, it's I, it's like a detail, you know, that yeah. you realize. Like a little smidgen of a detail brought him to captivity. But it's also like, usually if you see something, like if I saw a stamped envelope that said Sprint, you know, you would go to Sprint, typically. You wouldn't go... And it's right. like, oh, you know, so it's like, it's like you go to the N, you go to the NYP CBA, which I'm not going to have fun saying ever again. <laughs> and someone asks some questions and you hope to shake something out of that tree. And they do. It's like police work works. Sometimes, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like you shake this tree, uh, apple falls out. You're like, you lived at this boarding house and I'd right. stayed in this room. I mean, oh, it's not only then, that he fit the description they were looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. And should have fit a bunch of other ones. <laughs> But this is where we'll stop. This is where we'll end because my voice is like, you guys don't hear it, but I feel it. And And I am beyond (laughs) exhausted. It was such a struggle. This episode for me to function. It's a struggle bus. Oh, I, I was like, this is, this is, and it's like not an easy person because it's Albert Fish who just did not stop. There wasn't a pause. Oh. I mean, now he's like, we'll come next episode. He'll be done. Yeah. Like this is, this is it. He'll be done doing terrible things. He'll be done like, sharing terrible right things. so we're still gonna have the disclaimer at the beginning of the next episode because he describes There's he goes into detail yeah yeah that yeah. um charnel will be discussing we don't need that it'll be in the middle of the day and i'll have coffee and it'll be great oh god school break uh, break, break, break yes and then i get out of like work break. early all next week so we can record early we're gonna give you things who makes that you think that i get out of work early You'll be fine. Anyway. Um, but that's it. Where can people find you on the internet? Haha. <laughs> so new and you hate the fact that I change it, but I'm going to keep it here. It's D underscore trip with two P's underscore on Instagram and Twitter. I had to change it because I wanted it not to be my middle name, but my last name because. Remember when you were telling people you didn't want to use your real name? Well, this is not, I mean, only few and far between really know my real, real Girl, name. Girl, you've so. said it on the show. But also Imagine. my real, so like, no, right. So my real name and my last name, a lot of people have it. While my first one was a little bit distinguishable. This is common. Trip is common. It's not going to be hard to find you. So there's, <laughs> so find her there. Uh, you'll find me in three places. That's Charnel B, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. You're never on Snap. I never am, but I people, you know what? I'm never on Snap, but I use it because listeners do send me things. 
I get people. I get new like Snapchat listeners all the time, or not listeners, uh, followers all the time. And I'm like, who is this? And I just follow them all back. And I'm they always send me like pictures of their cats or their dog, Diana. I love it. And mm-hmm. like people, like it's always like I'm like, oh, people are enjoying their lives. And as I'm like sitting in my in my living room, weeping into this breakfast burrito. You know, like, it's like, oh, you guys are having so much fun. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> um, but no, find me there. Find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at What Did You Do Pod. Uh, find us on Facebook. Just search What Did You Do Podcast. Find the crew, uh, the, the group. I think we're up to, I don't know, a like hundred and something. I feel like we're higher than that now. Oh, maybe. I think we're in the 150s, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so if you, if you want to chat and talk, get in there. What I want to do next week, because guess what? I don't have any schoolwork to do. I'm so excited. I am going on live next. When we drop in Tuesday. So I'll go next Monday because mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I can like just tease it. Um, no, but I'm, we'll I'm do looking that. forward to next week as well. No school and I have trainings next week. So I get out. So fun. Yes. But yeah, that's it. Check out the Patreon. Check out the website. Um, what we were thinking about doing was throwing some little, um, Charnel possibly only episodes on the Patreon. It's um, easier. Just, yeah. Because getting us both together at a time when Dee decided to create a whole family, um, is like, Whoa, <laughs> again, your life story and your life is crazier than mine, despite me having a whole family. She just, she decided to create a whole family and it bothered I, You're me. the one who actually could be almost daddy. I told, I told her when we started this podcast, you can't get pregnant. And you, again. You're not, and you're not. Let's, let's clarify that. Um, I said, well, we don't know. But I said, <laughs> <laughs> Telling all my secrets, but who has the closest proximity to a newborn out of the both of us? You, you can create one. You might be carrying one. I don't know. <laughs> like, we don't know. Women's bodies are weird, right? They like, they're the things I don't understand. Fully but it, anymore. like, this was two years ago, so I'm glad you're over that now. Like, <laughs> no, I, I could have a family I, now. At any, at any point, I think that you could just ruin it. So, <laughs> but no. Uh, so we thought about like work, for the I Patreon episodes and things like that. And I'm really excited too. I know we're rambling now, but I'm really excited too for the next case after Albert Fish because um, it was a listener suggestion. And I love cases where we're really allowed to kind of just dive in and see where injustices happen and we could talk about them, where systems and supports fail very obviously and go beyond failing to covering things up. Cover, I was going to say this. And it's deeper. disgusting and they should be ashamed of themselves. I really, I wish you could lose standing like they should have. You know, um, what? I was just going to say, you know, we, our fields are in human services. We don't make these judgments out of nothing. We right. come from a place of um, knowledge. And I would hope that anyone with any moral like standing would look at this and say, this is terrible. So right. I'm really excited to dive into that one. And that's what I'm doing all next week. Um, just nothing, but I found a crap ton of newspaper articles that are bookmarked in my, so my firebox. So you can have them, them all. <laughs> um, just be ready. And the email is going to be 26. And... <laughs> You can send it on Monday. And Reddit. Reddit links. There's so many of people exploring it and, and pictures of things and people sneak interviews. So, and sneak interviews, like, gotcha moments. So, we're going to do that. I'm really excited for that one. So, really be on the lookout for that. And we also have some really exciting news that we can't talk about. Yeah, but we're not It's going to be, yeah, because yeah. it's not like it's that, like, you know, whatever. But I was like, it's like, guys, I can't tell you, but we're going on Wheel of Fortune. Um, but no, we have some really exciting news coming up in the future. And I can't wait to share it with you guys because you guys are the reason that we're able to do anything cool. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, keep your eyes and ears peeled and your hands clean. I like that. Could it be a shirt? Because no one ever sent me shirt things and we need new merch. That is our outro from now on.
You your eyes and ears peeled and your hands clean. Look at God. I'm a Christian. <laughs> okay, Kanye West. Bye, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.